0: I don't like new things. I don't like it when new people come in. It is never a good thing. Who's the new guy? I don't
1: trust him. What's his purpose going to be? Who's this new character? I mean, he's such a character. Such a big persona that's not relatable. (laughs)
2: Hello, and welcome back to We Speak Dispatch. I'm John here today with our usual cast of uh, suspects. We have Doug <laughs> in the <upper>. hello, <laughs> Hello. And we have uh, Leslie joining How's us from the West Coast. Uh, and we Represent. Have, uh, amen. <laughs> and, hello. And then we have a very new guest, actually new times too, oh. uh, Derek from Arizona. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Derek.
3: Uh my name's Derek. Um, I'm a newer dispatcher. I started, officially started in January, the end of January of this year. And wow. ironically, last Tuesday, I just got my final blessing and signed off the of training. And
0: congratulations. Yeah.
2: Good. Going. Finally. Yeah.
3: <laughs> wow.
2: How long was that program? How long was that?
3: um it's split up into phases so okay. for new dispatchers how our department do is there's four phases um the first two phases are all phones um most of the first phase is like non-emergency and stuff like that and then phase 2 is non-emergency and 911 and mm-hmm. then the last two phases are radio
2: training with oh wow um, you yeah. know phone doing phones when you're not on radio cool wow Um, so So you are you doing double uh phones and radio together at one console which is why they have everything as part of one program
3: (laughs) yeah it's at one console but like half like we work for 10 hour shifts so typically half of our shift is on radio and the other
2: half is working phones awesome so so what's your background that got you from where you were into (laughs) dispatch
3: Mm -hmm. um for the department I work for now um for three almost over three years I was a detention officer oh wow. so I just got I got into that and then um just kind of got tired of being in the county jails for 10 hours and still wanted to do something in law enforcement so um one of my best friends is one of our dispatchers and he was like hey we're hiring and so I did a bunch of sit-alongs up there with him and oh neat um just kind of fell in love with it and
1: and you didn't have awesome. to see
2: dirty yeah. people or, you
3: know, Yeah, you don't
0: have to touch to the dirty people yes. anymore. You just, just get dirty. to talk to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just the
2: phone now. Just, yep. just dirty keyboards. Yeah, that's yeah, right. No, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's
3: a gift. <laughs> and so dirty it, monitors.
1: Yeah. how many? you have at your agency over there? How many do they got? How many what? How many dispatches you guys got?
3: Uh, we have about a little over 20, maybe 25, and then oh. six supervisors.
1: Awesome. So and do you do police, fire, and medical? Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: Yeah. We're just coming at you really quickly. I know. <laughs> yeah, we, um, so 911 rings into us first. And if mm-hmm. it's a medical or a fire call, we transfer it over to our fire dispatchers who do medical as well.
0: Okay. Wow. Are you fully staffed right now? In there, yeah. Mm, okay.
2: There's a lot of overtime opportunities. But...
0: I would think so. Which is nice. Now,
2: with, uh, well, the, the interesting thing, well, not necessarily interesting, but the good thing is you came from, detention or corrections so you were kind of already molded into the world of public safety yeah um for that was the transition easy for you it from was. detention it, into dispatch
3: yeah it was it was a lot um like i already knew the whole all the police codes a little bit on how cat worked just because we had you know the mdcs on my end and then the dispatch CAD is somewhat similar on how they look and then um I actually grew up in the city I work in. So geographically, yeah, I know right. the city super well. Um, That's a plus. Yeah. That's a huge so had,
1: except number. if you're working in the jail and you get arrest people that are, you know, have you, has that ever yeah. happened?
3: Yeah, I've definitely booked some people, oh
2: some people that I went to high school with. And Oh my word. So Oops.
1: when you ask them, how's everything going? They're like, not good. <laughs>
0: not, <laughs> not really that great. Uh,
2: you tell me.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah. Because you kind of came in from the agency, did you think the training program was was what you thought it was going to be, or did what were there things that you were like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that we were going to be doing all this?
3: <laughs> I didn't realize how many people call nine one one for ridiculous things. Mm. Mm. That's knew, like that's job security. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: True.
3: Um, my prior experience definitely helped me out with the pr- training program normally there's four phases like i said but i actually did three because they kind of just they're like you're fine you're good to go
2: yeah <laughs> yeah wow now as a detention officer did you talk on the radio to the people that you now work for mm-hmm. okay oh, wow, yeah Really. All right. in my world detention officer we call it, we it's a sheriff's department that houses a jail And when they key up a radio, they have their own quote unquote dispatcher um, hmm. in the control booth. So we will still receive their emergency activations on the radio at my center, but we have no um, talk with them other than the civil enforcement that are out and about, you know, serving um, civil papers or civil Mm -hmm. summonses. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was asking. I,
1: I thought you guys had those people in your com because you have such a huge comm center, John. I thought they were in your same comm center. They're not there. No, no. Well, I mm. Interesting.
0: interesting. Well,
1: no. Wow. So, wow. Um, do you guys do EMD, EFD, EPD? Or do you, you gotta, do you guys do that or not?
3: Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, do. Have, um, we have a whole a lot of like the, the detectives and other officers that are like assigned to our like SISM um, and crisis team if they're hmm. a critical incident. Um, they'll check with all the officers and then they'll also come up to dispatch and check on us. And oh, nice. We're actually required once a year um, to go see a, a counselor or like a therapist for one hour. Really? We like don't oh. have any critical incidents. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and you're required to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Leslie, so you, I thought that's something similar to what your agency did.
0: Yeah, we Maybe we now. have, um, it's called the War Room. So wellness the and war resilience. Room. <laughs> yeah. And it's something where Um, it was, I I don't remember if it was required, required, or it was highly recommended, but just Mm. to check in once a year, uh, just to take away some of that stigma of, you know, do I go and talk to somebody or not? If you know that while everybody else is going to do it. Okay. But (laughs) is that Derek, is that a fairly new program? Did you have it as a detention officer or is it just
3: As a detention officer, no. But I know the sworn officers. um, I think they had to do it every two years,
0: Mm, and the
3: dispatchers have to do every one uh, once a year.
0: Are people taking advantage of that? Do they do they go and yeah? Well, that's good. Yeah. Oh, and another
3: cool thing our city does is um, we also get ten free therapy sessions, even if it's work-related incidences. Like if you wanted to go see a counselor, yeah, um, the city pays for ten free ones a year.
1: Wow, that's we only awesome! Got, we only got seven, so you get ten. All right, that's the way it's going to be. All
3: right.
2: Inflation.
0: <laughs>
1: Inflation. That's right. Do you guys that's have you had any problems with social unrest in your town?
3: Not really, not too bad. Phoenix, um, our neighboring agency, definitely had a lot of a lot of yeah. stuff going on downtown. That our really? SWAT team, um, they went down and helped out because Phoenix SWAT was going twenty four seven. Oh jeez. Um, oh during the whole George Floyd situation. Oh yeah. So the SWAT team kind of swapped out with them.
1: So does that mean you were kind of like really new at that point, right? When that was all happening?
3: yeah, the county jail was like, the main entrance was shut down and we had to go this back way. <laughs> oh yeah. My it
2: was like, wow. My gosh.
1: Welcome to the department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow.
2: So how do you like going from what I'll call the field into now dispatch? I know it's something you liked when you were doing the sit-alongs and you've done that, but now actually living it and working the shift work and working with the squad of mates that you have, is there, have you found that transition Seamlessly, wishing like, oh, I like patrolling and being having a little bit more freedom without being tethered by a headset.
3: You know, I I thought when I first started, I'm like, man, what am I doing? You know, I used to drive around all day, and now I'm gonna sit in a chair all day. But now, since I'm actually doing it, like, it's it's the hot seat. There's a lot of adrenaline. You know, as soon as one of your officer keys up with a foot pursuit, and it's like, oh, here we go, and you kind of feel like you're there with them, and
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, there's definitely a lot of adrenaline and make sitting in a chair staring at a screen for 10 hours like actually yeah. fun at times
2: are you on day shift evening shift midnight? uh right now i'm
3: on like a swing shift like a 16 to 02
2: mm. oh, that's um, okay. um, well, that is your busy time so uh-huh. i mean you're really rocking the chair there so that's cool yeah but
3: and, you said uh,
1: you were uh, corrections and you were driving around patrol cars
3: Um, So, yeah, we're basically detention. We're actually called police services officers, but no one knows what that means, so I I just say detention officer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We Like when an officer arrests someone, let's say for a DUI on a traffic stop, I'll go to the scene and pick that
2: person up, drive
1: them.
0: Oh, really? Oh, wow. And Really? The
2: officer doesn't drive them like to the wow. sound court jail that is
0: that's full <laughs> service right there
2: i'm <laughs> telling you but are you uh, in a van escort one escort one yeah. can you come <laughs> and get prisoner yeah
3: it, i it, mean it we used
1: it. to have that with prisoner transport vans like if we went and did like a dui thing someplace like drunk drivers yeah we'd lock them all in this big van and drive it back to wherever but is, did you drive a van or was it a Patrol car we
3: had we had vans as well we normally we we would uh go into our trucks they're just f-150s basically but if we had like a male and female you know there has to be like the separation yeah. or if we somebody's had, riding
0: in the bed of the truck I guess. <laughs> yeah You're holding on help <laughs>
3: no we did have the paddy wagons too that could fit 11 people if it was you know Wow, doesn't that seem kind
1: back. of dangerous i mean you did you have a gun
3: no no we weren't armed wow.
2: Well, so what know. would the officer do if you're taking prisoner Wait. Doug to jail <laughs> with the, and the officer has to write a report or that once you take them to the detention center, that's, and you handle the booking aspect of things?
3: Yeah. So basically oh, I would drive the prisoner to our station, which is just like a processing center.
2: Mm-hmm. So while
3: the officer is doing their case report and their like probable cause statement, I mm-hmm. would be doing all the county pre-booking paperwork. Um, and once I got what I needed from the officer, I would drive down to county jail and put the person in. So the officer so can go wow. back there and get another
0: So how was the, because it, it really does sound like that you were pretty established at your agency. So, you know, being new, yeah, there's still mm. training and it's still challenging, but um, you know, we've heard so many horror stories about how trainees are, are treated inside oh, the yeah. comp center. Did you have any of that? Or did everybody go, oh, it's just Eric"? you know, Keeping we've, in we've mind known Eric for years.
1: Well, just keep in mind that we don't know where you work. So it's you can be, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> no, I, I, my, I got lucky and all my trainers were people I, I know pretty much mm. on a personal level. Mm. And mm. actually one of my trainers was a sworn officer. And I helped out, not that I am an FTO or anything that trains sworn officers, but he was training with another officer on my squad when I was on the road and I was showing him some of the county pre-booking stuff. And then oh, cool. um, for a couple of reasons, he decided not to be sworn and go up to dispatch and he was sure. one of my trainers. Wow,
1: um, Wow, that's super cool. That's surprising because yeah. so many times we hear awful stories about tra- trainees getting treated terribly. Yeah. Like, wow, that's good though. Geez.
0: Well, you coming want, from
2: within. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And I, I you know, I, there, because I think there's always that you've got to prove yourself time frame that you've got to come in. Agreed. And, and maybe because you've already had established those relationships and people knew you that it was a little bit different. And I'm glad because yeah. there's just been so I'm, pretty much what happened before we started recording, you know, all the talk that we are doing. <laughs> that we hear such just dramatic stories about how trainees are treated. And it's very refreshing to hear that you've been able to get through the process quickly and without a lot of drama. And hopefully, is is becoming a training officer something that you aspire to be sometime in the future?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think actually, if, after two years of being a dispatcher of our department, you have to be training people. Oh, wow! Mm, you okay. have
1: to. Wow. Yeah, it's like
3: a rotating
2: list
1: of- a, lot of a lot of mandatory over there in your department you're gonna have to train somebody and go to therapy so wow we yeah. <laughs> that's a lot
2: well trainers will need it with some trainees so that's true. You know,
1: that, that is depending true. Depending, <laughs> that depending, is
2: depending on who it is but it, i mean i don't know you derek but you, you seem like a very nice gentleman um you sound it appears that you have the temperament for a training mm-hmm. like i just get a good vibe from you and i think a lot of people will be successful under your wing i really yeah. do thank, thank
1: you yeah. I agree. So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to be a dispatch and they come to you going, you've only been there a year. What would you tell them about being in dispatch? What would be your, like, I think dispatch is this because of that or whatever might be for you.
3: Um, Basically, don't don't let one call like ruin your whole day. Like we always, you'll get that one person on the phone that just tries to ruin your whole day. And, and then you, you know, some people try to take it out on the rest of the calls they get the rest of the day, but it's like, you just got to, you know, it's public safety and we're customer service based basically, you know, and uh, just keep going and keep grinding through Please it. Please
1: don't and, lose that <laughs> as you go through your career. Yes. Oh, I don't want to have you back on here in a couple of years. You're like going, I hate people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: wow. it, and it's funny because, you know, where is that tipping point? Because I think so many of us, you know, present company excluded. Of course. Um, you know, you, everybody starts with that very um, idealistic, I'm here to help people. I like people. I want to be a part of the solution. And then something happens along life's way. And, you know, Doug's kidding, but you know, and maybe you've got them in your center that there's, (laughs) there are people in your center right now that you're like, they suck the life out of the room as soon as they walk in. And you're like, how does that happen? And how can we make sure that it doesn't happen to me, or you know, to you, your team, you know, making sure that that's that's not allowed. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, it,
1: it's in every center. I mean, some people deny it. Oh so, yeah. No, no, everybody loves each other here. And then when you really talk to them, you're like, it's a weird way to love somebody, but okay. But it's it's out there, and it's just oh, there's something... some loving going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things where you just got to be cognizant of that could happen, and I yeah. need to be aware of that and say wait a minute. I loved this job at one point in my career. So, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, we didn't do, Leslie and I didn't do 30 years just because we were playing at it. I mean, we liked it. So, right. you know. But I I wonder if
0: that, if Derek, you know, you talk about that, that 10 sessions that you can go to or that one mandatory check-in, if that's a great way to, you know, to just have that pulse point of, okay, how am I doing? Hey, I'm going to I'm going to make this, you know, every May 1st, that's going to be my check-in date and see how I'm doing, because it brings that thought process to your consciousness. Because sometimes when you're not aware of it, it just slowly happens. And you wake up one morning and go, what the hell?
2: Yeah. I don't don't want to get into the business. Have you gone yet, Derek, to those sessions or the mandatory? uh, Not the mandatory one yet. No. I haven't had a
3: knock on wood I haven't had a big critical incident yet that that I would recording for we
1: speak this that's a that's a traumatic event
2: (laughs) (laughs) and what do you like more the phones or the radio
3: I want to go with radio
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, that's most Yeah. yeah
3: yeah and you know I don't 10 hours of radio would be a lot so like the mix is kind of okay and you know if it's super busy on radio sometimes it's like oh let me just answer the phones for a little bit yeah <laughs> but, you know, i like the mix but i definitely lean towards liking radio a little bit more
1: i think you made a great thing by reaching out to us and saying hey i want to come and talk about you know my new career out there i think that's great i mean that shows yeah. yeah. somebody find interest- us
3: um, I was just, I know a lot of my friends listen to podcasts and I was like, Oh, wonder if there's a dispatch podcast? And so I found you on Spotify one day and
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no recommendations. Awesome.
2: you were just searching around no recommendations and it just popped up, huh? That's,
1: that's, that's very cool. Right. But will you recommend well- it to people now? Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> I was going to say. I am going to knock them out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Are, do you get a chance to go to any conferences or trainings or anything like that? Like, you know, APCO's coming up here in August in California. Are you going to be able to come?
3: Uh, I won't be able to. Actually, my best friend who kind of got me into this whole gig and Ooh. one of my supervisors is driving out there. So they will be there.
2: Driving.
0: Wow. Tell them to stop by our there. booth. Yeah, we got, tell them to stop by our booth and say, Derek sent us. Yeah, it's booth (laughs) number
1: 656. We'll be right there giving out a lot of stuff. So it's like, come by and check it out or have your your friends come by and check it out.
0: Well, the
2: good thing is Arizona, you all have a really good state conference sometimes. Yeah, that's true. The local one. So you do some good training, but uh, that segues into us, into where (laughs) you can find us online if you're not talking about us or with us you could find us on Spotify and iHeart and Apple iTunes and well our uh, commercial person is offline right now where else Doug <laughs> and Leslie I'm trying to think all YouTube, those YouTube
1: Facebook Twitter uh um, TikTok TikTok yes. it's all it's all over the place and we're trying to get the message out so Derek if you tell your friends hey take a listen to this if they want to join us they could do it too so it's an easy thing. And you got to hear a little behind the scenes before you even started filming today. So
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Our secret.
1: That's,
2: <laughs> That's right.
1: That's all confidential.
0: All right. Well, it was great to
2: have you, Derek. Thanks yes. for reaching out yes. and continue uh, downloading on Spotify. Uh, we're always looking. We're, we're countrywide. We're actually international. Yeah. We're in Cambodia and Canada and all across the world. I think 14, Australia I think, just joined us. 14, I think Joyce
1: 14,000 plays, 36 countries. I'm like, well, yeah, great.
2: There you That's go. Awesome. So awesome. Pretty cool. So thank you so
1: much. Fantastic.
2: Yes. Thanks, Thanks for joining nice, us. Have a great next shift. Swing yeah. shift, I should say. Swing shift.
0: Yeah. Hi, this is Courtney, and you've been listening to another great episode of We Speak Dispatch, proudly sponsored by our friends at Zybex.